Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry, this is... This is kind of embarrassing, but... There's no toilet paper over here? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I just forgot to check, so... If you could just spare me some? No, I'm sorry. What? No, I'm sorry, I can't spare it. You can't spare it? No, there's not enough to spare. Well, I don't need much, just... Three squares will do it. I'm sorry, I don't have a square to spare. Now, if you don't mind... Three squares? You can't spare three squares? No, I don't have a square to spare. I can't spare a square. Oh, if it's... Is it two-ply? Because if it's two-ply, I'll take one ply. One ply! One puny little ply! I'll take one measly ply! August 1st, 2021. Hi! Hello! Let's start off with an apology. I feel like we do a lot of apologies on this show. That's literally all we do. But not only is my computer, of course, still old and the fan whirring like it's about to take off into the atmosphere, there's a leaf blower outside that's just been going forever, but we don't have the time to wait. I mean, it like gets closer and then further, so it's just a big mystery. Yeah, I don't know if you'll, not, you'll hear it or not, <laughs> but if it's there, I'm sorry. But, we, you know, we yeah. just didn't have time to wait to record this. We've been so... Oh, I'm I mean, so tired. I'm so tired. And you know, in the opening, I made a little tiny mistake, but you know, I was like, that's okay, because nobody's perfect. That's we're, gross. We're putting our imperfection out into the world to make you feel better. And also, right? it's making me a better person. Is it? No, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> that tracks. Okay, so, little bit of news this time. Oh. Juicy news morsels. That's my water. Don't drink it. I know. Okay. I know it's your water. Just wanted to be sure. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it. It's mine. I, I know. It's on your side. Because I, I was, it's at my desk and that's okay. I got it. Okay. So, to the news. <laughs> We've got some uh, changes going on over at the Kingery. Yes, we do. Assistant Director Bruce Busby has stepped down from his assistant directing duties. So, we would just like to thank him for the many years of uh, assistant directing work he put in over there. So many years. Very appreciative. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, for the rest of the season, um, the show will have rotating assistant directors. So uh, I'm, Just to cover things, you yeah, know. Yeah, to help Dave out. So I'm uh, assisting on episode uh, 9 of season 11. And then through 10, 11, and 12, we're going to have um, Jeff Robinson and Adam Blanford and Garen Fitzgerald. I don't know if that's the actual episodes that they'll all be doing because everyone's schedules were weird. I didn't memorize the schedule, but they're going to be there helping out for the rest of the season. They're so all that's very cool. kindly volunteering to assist. Yeah. And in terms of the writing um, for season 12, Perry Whittle has unfortunately had to step down. Oh, no. Yes, he got... Too busy. He's got too much going on, and we will miss his writing terribly. But he's, he's going to stick around. He's still going to be playing hooks. Wonderful. So you'll still be hearing his great nerve-wracking. <laughs> is it nerve-wracking? Nervous performance? You know, hooks. He's just amazing. Yeah. So, so that's great. But we will we will miss him very much. He's been writing on the show for so long. Goodness. Like since season two or three, I think. Really? Yeah, really long time. Wow. So yeah. Thank you so much, Perry. Yes, Perry. And done marvelous work. That's right, he has. And uh, joining us on the Kingery writing staff for season 12 will be Caitlin Kleiman. Yay! Welcome to the team, Caitlin. Yes, Caitlin has written a bunch of seminar stuff for us. Tons of seminar stuff. Well. And she has, she's written her own um, 
audio drama too. So yeah, she's got lots of experience. She's a really good writer. I'm very excited to have her on the team. Yes. And then the only other piece of news, and it's a big piece of news, is that all of the casting is complete for Genesis Avalon Patriot. Oh, wow. I mean, to start the season. There'll probably be wow. other roles as the season goes. You know, like the all the shows. The beginning cast. casting Right. The major stuff. lead roles are done. So that's very exciting. We just posted the results to all of our social media feeds last week. And um, actually, last Wednesday. No, this this coming went last Wednesday. <laughs> I, we record early and then the show goes up in a few days. Um, it's about? no Okay, yeah. So... Last Wednesday, from when you're listening to this, the first script went out to cast for recording. Nice. So that's, it's recording now. It's really happening. And then, so um, the first episode should be completed around the end of, what's it, September-ish? Early uh, October. If I have the months right in my head. I'm so, I'm so tired. We've been so busy. I have no brain left. But yes, so it's going and uh, we'll see how production goes. And uh, if everything goes smoothly, we will set a release date, premiere date for the first episode. And probably sometime this winter, it will premiere. We will let you know as soon as that gets solidified. We're going to wait and see how it shakes out. You right. know, we, we don't want to, you know, set a release date and then be like, oh, no, just kidding. We don't like to do that. No. We don't do that. Right. So, you know, if something happens, there's a little bump and you need to smooth things out, then maybe, you know, you wait a little bit. So you just like to be safe. That's right. Right. That's it. That's all we have. That's it, huh? Yep. Okay. You seem a little dismayed. Did you want there to be more news? I guess I did. Oh, you should get out there and make some. Make that pendant news happen. No, I'm too tired. From Boston, Massachusetts, we have Jeff Robinson on the line. Hello, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> Hello, Jordan. Good to be here. How are you doing? I am doing well. Late night, but uh, it's good to, <laughs> good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. So um, when we, we did our little prep talk, you had told me something, and I was like, oh, well, well, we'll talk about it. I was like, I know your voice from somewhere. And when you just like... That's it. Oh, my God. Right. Because, you know, I fanboy over pendant stuff from time to time. <laughs> um, so how are things in Boston? Things are pretty good. Um, yeah. Keeping busy working uh, purely uh, remotely this past uh, year and a half as we as we all have been, but uh, can't uh, can't complain. And how has the zombie apocalypse been for you? Oh, it's been uh, been a lot better since I've found uh, Pendant to to keep me busy. You know, really, I got involved, uh, yeah, in spring, maybe early summer uh, of last year when I said, you know what, I need uh, to find myself a quarantine hobby. Um, and I'd, I'd been involved in, in Pendant, um, you know, a, a long time ago, as you alluded to, um, yes. you know, having, having done Genesis Avalon way way back uh when mm-hmm. did an audition for that must have been 2009 uh so i definitely knew of pendant had listened to to many pendant shows in the past um, many episodes of of uh the kingery and said you know what time uh time to join the discord and i just happened to join right as tilly you know put out a message saying hey we're looking for new directors so mm-hmm. um so uh that's how i responded took to took the director course and uh went on from there it's been great so let's start there. Let's let's talk about Tilly's director class. How was that? 
it uh, was really well done. I appreciated that she does it kind of asynchronously so you can kind of do things at your own pace. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you're coming in with a lot of knowledge about uh, audio editing, um, you know, which I which I uh, fortunately have from a previous career in, in radio, um, you know, did a lot of... Uh, uh, kind of narrative NPR type public radio stories, so I uh, was able to sort of uh, dust off my dust off my old skills and put them to use. But it's uh, nice. it's neat because she kind of gives you progressively uh, more difficult assignments to work on, um, mm -hmm. starting with you know editing a fairly simple scene, but then you know scenes where you layer on more and more sound effects and doing things like uh, oh you got to have somebody talking but from behind a closed door, you know that kind of thing. Um, you know, more advanced techniques and, uh, yep. I, uh, uh, every time she emailed me a new assignment, I was like, Oh, I'm jumping on this now and like email it back like two hours later, you know, I'm the, the class geek, the overachiever. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was really neat. And, uh, you know, got me, got me a solid footing to start working on, uh, more complex stuff. Cool. So was, was it just a, a bit of, um, serendipity that you got into the directing then or was it something that you had been thinking about getting back into uh i would say really just just serendipity i just uh happened along at the right time um you know i i know that uh she had some some vacancies on on some of the some of the shows and uh you know you know she obviously has so much so much to do with the various pendant all the pendant productions that are running and uh and uh, yeah, I just I just call it serendipity, and the timing worked great on my end. Uh, had some free nights to to uh, to work on it, so it was all all great. Okay, cool, very cool. And then uh, when you got to the end of the class, mm -hmm. um, what happens then? So um, she was looking for uh, an assistant director and AD to work on seminar um mm -hmm. which is a really really great show to work on i think when you're new to pendant because of um you know the way that uh, it's structured with the you know two shorts per episode and the wrapper mm -hmm. um right. kind of gives you a sort of something digestible and not too overwhelming to work on uh, okay. for your first assignment because each short is about you know seven or eight minutes or so give or take so it uh mm -hmm. I, I started by editing some of the individual shorts um on seminar the first one um, it was episode 95. The name escapes me, um, but Wait, it's about, she, she. um, yeah, exactly. Oh, let's see. Scroll, scroll to the website right now. But it was, uh, it was about, uh, a woman, uh, basically a, a zombie apocalypse type, uh, scenario. Very, very relevant to the past year. Um, you said 98? Uh, 95. And 95. Yeah. The second short in episode 95 is where I, After where I end. cut my teeth. Yes, that was it. That was it. Yep. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and that one has like a big kind of zombie fight scene towards the end. So that mm -hmm. uh, that was a fun one to work on. You know, layers upon layers of sound as the the zombies attack, and uh, you know they they have uh, guns, they have swords, and and everything. So uh, and then from there uh, went went on to to direct a couple couple other um, fun seminar episodes as well. When you're working on the directing side of things and you're not also the author or mm -hmm. the writer do you work with the person that wrote the short or not in the case of, of shakespeare of course but right do you, the <laughs> right um do you typically work with the the person who did the writing at all um 
Nope, that's that's not how we've been approaching it anyway. Okay. Um, you know, basically once once the uh once Tilly's kind of signed off on the on the short, um it it basically becomes the director's baby sort of from there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes okay. you'll you'll look at a section of the script and think, "Hmm, what was what was sort of their intent with this line or this scene mm-hmm. in terms of how it should be mixed?" Um, but, um, you know, really it's, it's kind of just up to you at that point as the director, um, you know, sometimes even, um, there might be cases where the sound effects listed in the script, um, you know, don't sort of match your vision of the scene as it, as it plays out in your head. So, um, you know, Tilly gives the director's sort of freedom to, to say, you know what, I'm going to make a, a somewhat different choice, um, you know, that could not, could be slightly different than what the, what the writer initially um, envisioned, um, okay. but but certainly you know I I definitely tried to try to stay stay true to the script and you know that that's that's the really interesting thing about working um, in this medium, especially the way that um, you know actors record their lines kind of all independently of each other at Pendant is right. um, you know when you're if if you are writing a, a short for a seminar or working on a different show. Um, you know, you, you, you kind of, um, uh, you kind of want to be prescriptive in some ways and sort of make it, make it very clear, um, you know, in your, in your notes and things, how you, how you want things to go. Um, because there are so many different people involved in the process working independently of each other at times that, um, you know, the, the finished product could, could turn out totally different than what you, what you initially envisioned. Right. Right. So when you make those like executive decisions what mm-hmm. what um what do you consider like and maybe it's too situational to answer but um you're you're probably thinking okay what do you, do you worry about the um like the impact of choosing something different than what was there Oh sure, sure. I, I definitely, you know, I, I'm somebody who who wants to stay true to the to the author's vision, and and I, I wouldn't say I've I've come across that scenario where I've made you know some kind of big bold choice that uh, that deviates mm-hmm. from the script. I, I wouldn't say I've I've um, you know really come across that personally myself. Okay. Um, but it really just kind of boils down to you know as you're as you're reading through the script, um, you're you're asking yourself like, does this would this make sense to the listener? Like in the in the sequence that it's written, and and there might be a case, you know, occasionally where um, you know you 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 think it over and you you know perhaps play around with it in your editor, and you think um, you know this this approach wouldn't make as much sense to the listener or they might get confused by it as if i made a a different choice you know and and usually that that change um if you if you were to you know slightly deviate from what might be in the script usually it's it's uh something relatively minor nothing nothing major at all okay cool um now you've also um done some acting in seminar as well mhm so yeah, I was uh I was fortunate enough. It, this was before I started directing seminar um, mm-hmm. to uh, to audition to play Doctor Oblidio in uh, <laughs> one excellent short by uh, Caitlin Kleiman, I believe is her name. Um, but uh, yeah, he was he was a fun villain to play. I, I just really hammed it up um, in my audition. Oh, his name um, just screams <laughs> ham me up, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I remember one of the audition lines was something like. 
I should never have let that real estate agent convince me into this cavernous lair instead of the volcano headquarters I wanted and get, you know, gets all, gets right. all pouty right. and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I was, I was over the moon when, when I got the the email that I, that I had gotten that part. Um, nice. but, uh, thank, thankfully, um, you know, I, I did not have to direct or edit that episode myself. I was very glad because <laughs> I, uh, that's, that's one thing I don't want to do. And most people don't want to do is edit your own stuff <laughs> for the most part. Uh, cause then, cause then you're like agonizing over all the takes and you're like, oh, why did I record it that way? No, right, I'd, right. I'd much, I'd much rather edit other voice actors stuff than my own for sure. <laughs> so after seminar, we, um, we now have you as co-director. Mm-hmm. You got promoted from assistant. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now you're co-directing Shakespeare. Yep. Um, was Shakespeare a show that you kind of had your eyes on? And I asked that in the frame of, for me, Shakespeare is really hard. Mm. Most Shakespeare, I look at and I go, I do not understand a word of what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. To, to be honest, um, it, it just happened to be where there, there was a need where there was a vacancy and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, yeah, frankly, I, I was actually a, a teeny bit reticent, um, myself because I, I felt the same way. I'm like Shakespeare as an audio drama, man, that's gotta be, that's gotta be really tough. And, uh, especially mm-hmm. because, you know, when you think Shakespeare, you don't necessarily think of like, you know, sound effects like that was that was one thing i was a little apprehensive about i'm like uh-huh. how how many sound effects can you get into a, a shakespeare episode um but uh you know i talked talked it through with tilly and and she you know said oh no we've got a you know dramaturge who you know mm-hmm. who uh, calls down the scripts uh morgan z soul he's he's been awesome to work with uh-huh. um and he he does you know tons of the heavy lifting when it comes to you know calling down his shakespeare's massive scripts to something more digestible in each episode, um, you know, putting in lots of notes around sound effects and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, direction for the, for the actors. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been, uh, you know, just as enjoyable if, if not more so to work on, um, than, than seminar, um, you know, ton, uh, we've gotten, you know, the, the work, uh, um, doing, uh, Pericles has just been so enjoyable building, you know, the ambience of each scene, uh, through the sound effects, through, um, uh-huh. you know, the, the background, uh, noises, the, you know, constant ambience you hear in the background of each particular scene, the, the music, um, it's just been so, so neat seeing it all come together, uh, working alongside Adam Blanford, my, my co-director. And, uh, uh-huh. yeah, we're actually about to wrap up production on the fifth and and final episode. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been so rewarding uh, seeing this series through from from start to finish. Uh, but I'm grateful that it's uh, Pericles is one of Shakespeare's uh, shorter works, you know, clocking in about, you know, two and a half hours or so for the whole series. It would have been daunting to take on something, uh, one of his longer ones, you know, like right. Hamlet or something. So right. I'm glad I could I'm glad I could uh, cut my teeth on uh, something, uh, something a bit easier, I think. <laughs> well, as we're talking about it. I'm thinking that based on the way that we tackle Shakespeare as pendant, Mm -hmm. the Shakespeare show and the seminar show are similar in that they could be a wide variety of genres, right? Oh yeah. With Mm -hmm. seminar, every short, it could be in anything genre wise. Plus you've got the rappers with Shakespeare. We've done 
a Western for comedy of errors. We've done mm-hmm. um, sitcom style. Sitcom. Yeah. We we did mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. This the 80s sitcom. <laughs> we've done stuff in the future. We've done you know wartime kind of uh, or modern age kind of uh, background to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we go from play to play, you get to do a lot of different things with Shakespeare as well. Oh yeah, definitely. There, there are so many different, um, choices to make. And, uh, as I initially set off to do, um, Pericles, I, I sort of had that in mind, you know, am I going to make some kind of bold choice to do it as a, as a sitcom or, or, or whatnot? Um, in, in the end, we, you know, um, sort of ended up, I, I don't know if you would call it a more traditional approach, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I would say we didn't, we didn't do anything too, too wacky or, or off the wall, but, um, you know, I think, you know, building, building the ambience of the various scenes, I think has been the most enjoyable aspect, um, for me and, uh, sort of giving the listener a sense of place as, as Pericles travels, uh, between all these different locations, you know, pretty much the entire play, he's sailing off from, from one island to another to another, um, and, you know, sort of grounding the listener and saying, okay, we're here now, we're going there, um, it, it has been one of the more enjoyable aspects of working on it. Yeah, it, we haven't made it like a 1920s jazz musical right. like we did with Twelfth Night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at some point yeah we'll see i'm not sure what the next uh shakespearean production will be but uh yeah at some point i'd love to to take on take on more of a bold move like that <laughs> is there a particular play you want to do uh i've i've thought that over I, i'm not quite sure you know the only shakespeare i've ever done um in real life uh, as an actor was uh, i did a production of king lear a couple years ago where i played a a relatively minor part, the King of France, who's who's only in the first scene, essentially. And I thought about, you know, would I like to do King Lear as an audio drama? I would at some point, but I don't think I want that to be my next one because, because <laughs> first of all, that show has got to be like easily three and a half hours, and <laughs> and second of all, like man, like that is just a tough story um, to tell, and you've got to have, you know. An incredible cast, which we always do at Pendant, but uh, yes. you know, just the the roles, the roles of King Lear and some of the other major parts, um, you know, hundreds if not thousands of lines and such. It, it would be a great one to tackle, and I hope to do it someday. But but uh, not quite sure I'm ready for it as as my second Shakespearean production at uh, at Pendant. So if we were to do King Lear, how would you want to do it? Mm, that is a good question. Thanks. We asked the hard-hitting questions yeah. here. <laughs> um, I, I haven't put enough thought into it yet. I'm feeling like, I don't know, some kind of like industrial vibe to it, maybe? Like sort of, um, I don't know, I'm like envisioning like sort of sounds of, I, I don't know, I'm just I'm just making stuff up now, but like sounds of like machinery, like sort of an industrial type atmosphere, like the industrial age, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, that that's something I'd have to have to think on, but that that might be a neat approach to it. See if we can get Billy Joel's Allentown in the background. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> With the metal on metal. <laughs> <laughs> Tilly would like to get Billy Joel in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have to have to pay some licensing fees for that. That might be a maybe, little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So one more show we've gotta we've gotta talk about because I'm obliged when when this comes <laughs> up. Um so 
Genesis Avalon Patriot is coming out. And mm-hmm. if you've been listening to any of this stuff that I've done, you know I'm super excited about um, this show coming out. The casting calls have gone out and come back, and I'm really happy and excited about everything going on with the show. Yeah. And when I started hearing you, um, I don't know if I picked it up with Dr. Oblidio, but when I'm listening to the commentaries with you, <laughs> for a long time I've been like, I know that voice from somewhere. <laughs> so I have to fanboy now because, holy crap, you're in the first season of Genesis Avalon. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that was, uh, that must have been, I believe, yeah, 2009. Um, I auditioned for for that, uh, yeah, Brock Ben Belial. I, I think I remember one or uh-huh. two of my lines still. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he's in two episodes, I want to say. Um, larger Is part of only in, two? I guess yeah. one longer. I yeah, it's been a long time from yeah. <laughs> since we've done a re-listen, but yeah. Um your your character you you stood out in that because the way you delivered the fact that your character knew he wasn't real. Sorry, spoilers. Um your character knew he wasn't real. He did? Oh man, like I gotta go back and listen myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, I'm only I'm slightly obsessed with the show. I know. Uh, <laughs> is this this must be something that was revealed in an episode that I was not? Yeah, in. I remember like, it being okay. like you were having some kind of um, where's Cat when I need her. Uh, <laughs> you were explaining something, and I can't remember if it was it was to Jaina directly or to whom, but it was like you knew what you were. Uh huh. And oh, I'll definitely go back yeah, and listen now. Yeah, <laughs> another excuse to listen to Genesis Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, funny story. Um, when I auditioned for that, so this was back mm-hmm. in the day where, um, I believe that the only way you could learn that you were cast in a pendant show was by listening to, uh, was by listening to this week in pendant, like they would do uh, casting, yeah, casting calls, and, and yeah, I think the casting results. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And um, I mean, obviously, you would eventually get emailed the script. But if you wanted to learn, like, say, a week ahead of time or so, you would have to go back and listen to the episode. And for some reason, when I submitted my audition, I only signed my name as like Jeff R. I didn't even say Jeff Robinson. I have no idea why I did that. So when Kat mm-hmm. was reading the casting results, she's like, and as Barack Ben Belial, we have Jeff R. Uh, next time, please give us your last name. That would be helpful. <laughs> I, was so, I was so embarrassed. I was like, nice. "Why did I do that? That was stupid." Um, but yeah, that was that was super funny. So, um, any thoughts on the upcoming show? Ah, uh, you know, I, I think I listened to the preview uh, a couple months ago, and and need to go back and re-listen. But but I am stoked. Um, Laura uh, obviously is is uh, phenomenal and. Uh, yeah, I will. I will go back and listen to the to the archives um, in in preparation for it. Excellent. We'll probably have to do a um, a re listen once we get the um, the release date. Now that now that things are cast and people yep. are going to start recording lines, we've got fifty episodes of Genesis Avalon, and we'll have to work it all the way back so that we have this. Um, like real this massively listen that we we we've done one of them before but uh-huh. it's been you know what seven eight years 
So yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're okay with doing another one. <laughs> I'm scrolling through the episodes right now and looking at the awesome uh, artwork for each episode. Yes. So, so cool. Yes. I, and I'm not above saying that I have the pendant website up when I need to look something up, even in the middle of an interview. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all do it. We all do. It. Trust me. <laughs> so are you working on anything outside of pendant these days? Um, not in the, uh, the audio drama, uh, sphere, um, you know, I, I, um, you know, once I have more capacity to, to take on other, other projects, um, you know, I've, I've mused about, um, you know, potentially doing, doing other things. Um, but right now, you know, Pendant's, uh, keeping me busy with Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare has kind of a, a bit of an off season, um, you know, after we, after we wrap up the last episode and do right. the sonnets, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'll see if I can do, um, do some other things. What I would like to do more of actually is, um, is writing for, for seminar. I, I had my oh. first, uh, had my first script, um, accepted, um, you know, last summer and, uh, it just, uh, it just premiered in, in, uh, episode 99 about a, a month or so ago. Um, Which so that one? was, it was, it's called uh, corporate space. It was the first short of uh, episode 99. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, that, um, you know, after I finished that script, um, this was back when I was still directing seminar. Um, you know, I, I very much wanted to hand the script off to somebody else to direct. I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to, to direct my own script, um, uh, for that one, because, you know, to me, part of the neat thing about the creative process is, uh, handing your, your work off to a different person to see how they're going to interpret it. Um, right. so, so yeah, Garen um, Fitzgerald, who, the lead director on Seminar, uh, just did an did an awesome job. You know, like I like I was like we were talking about earlier, there were parts that um, played exactly like I envisioned it when I was writing it, and parts that were a little bit different. Um, so that was that was really rewarding to see. And um, yeah, once I once I have a little more capacity, definitely uh, kicking around some some uh, thoughts about uh, a future future Seminar short. Great. That should be fun. And it's, uh, you know, the, the neat thing about Seminar and, and all the pendant shows is that, um, you know, it is a pretty long production cycle when, uh, you know, you have a right. script accepted. Um, you know, you're not going to hear the finished product until at least, you know, six six months later or so. So, so it's, uh, you know, it uh, takes some patience, but it, it makes it all the more rewarding when when all is said and done, it's like, you know, oh, that's right. I submitted that script way, way back in the day. And, and, uh, now it's, now it's seen the light of day and it's, uh, really, really cool. Very cool. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of the writing. Uh, corporate space was fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, let's move into bullet questions. All right. It's supposed to be really fast, but I said it really slow. <laughs> so first thing that comes to mind no such thing as a wrong answer usually <laughs> favorite muppet rizzo the rat rizzo rizzo's hilarious <laughs> if uh if for no other reason than muppet christmas carol is my all-time uh all-time favorite muppet production and he has a, yes. he has a great part in that one <laughs> that that is probably one of my favorite rizzo moments when gonzo is introducing himself hi i'm charles dickens and rizzo's like no you're not I'm Charles Dickens. No, you're not. <laughs> okay, I'm playing Charles Dickens. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Rizzo's awesome. Um, favorite Star Wars movie? 
Oh, Empire Strikes Back, no question. Favorite Star Trek movie, giving equal time. Uh, let's see, which first contact? Yeah, I was Ooh. I was uh, trying to think of the name in my mind. I'm like the Borg movie, but yeah, first contact. Yeah, huge next generation fan. Uh, the only Star Trek series I've watched start to finish. Awesome. Okay. Um, favorite pizza topping? Mushrooms. <laughs> Sorry for hedging <laughs> on that one. Had to give it some thought. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of mushrooms on, on pizza. Any city in the United States that you have not visited that you would like to visit? People will find this hard to believe. I have never visited New York City, not even once. And uh, I do mean to get there. I just haven't yet. It's fair. A lot of people haven't been to New York City. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's true. It just, I find myself whenever I tell any of my close friends that they, they look at me like I have three heads, like you grew up in Northern Virginia, a quick train ride to New York City, and you've never been once. <laughs> okay, they, their logic isn't entirely flawed, but okay. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sure, you never got on the train. Got it. Yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, how do you prefer to travel? Train, plane, automobile? Uh, I would say plane, you know, it's never, never pleasant. It's never something I look forward to, but it definitely beats, you know, I'll take two hours in the car versus uh 14 or two hours in the air versus 14 hours in the car any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Can people find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, they cannot find me on Twitter. Sadly, I I, uh, I just realized I was sucking up way too much of my time on Twitter and <laughs> and uh, you know buying into the whole uh, you know outrage thing. Like purposefully finding myself you know looking up people that I knew would write things that would make me mad. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I? Deliberately you didn't have far to look in the, over the the last four years. Though. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, why am yeah. I seeking out people who I know are just going to make me mad? I need to stop doing this. So, mm. yes, sadly nuked my account. <laughs> okay. So we got you on LinkedIn. Yep. All right. Well, people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA because I'm a glutton for punishment. Mm -hmm. And because I'm an even bigger glutton for punishment, you can find me on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot five zero three six. That's fun to say. <laughs> Jeff, thanks you so much for taking the time tonight and uh, sitting in the hot seat. Thank you, Jordan. And definitely looking forward to hearing more of your stuff and um, your writing and how you put it all together. Thank you. And I hope everybody's able to tune in for the uh, finale coming up soon of... Uh... Pericles, Prince of Tyre. Let's see. You may be nearly done with it, but I think we just recently got, let's see, Pending Shakespeare. So episode three will publish three. in August, and then four yep. in September, and and five in, oh, October, I guess. So yeah, it's a little yep. way away. A little ways off. And the finale for Seminar has not aired yet, right? Oh, do you mean uh, episode 100? Right. Um, that's right. So let's see, 99 was the last month, right? So mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it should be, what, August? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So all of your early stuff is coming to a close. Uh, yep, I guess so. Yeah, it, uh, it, I'm excited. Uh, I know uh, VC Morrison taking over as the uh-huh. uh, writer of the rapper scripts for for uh, episode uh, 101 and beyond. So we'll be really yeah. cool to see uh, the direction direction that goes. Definitely, very much looking forward to it. Again, thank you so much, and we will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Don't forget, new episodes of Pulp Today are out every Monday. Yeah. And what's the Wednesday one? <laughs> I forgot already. Who's the executive producer around here? Um, Both of us. All right. You're just more executive producer-y. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> Writer's Block. Writer's Block is out every Wednesday. Correct. Coming out Wednesday, August 11th. Pendant Shakespeare, Pericles, Act 3. Thou god of this great vast, rebuke these surges which wash both heaven and hell. And thou that hast upon the wind's command bind them in brass, having called them from the deep. O oh, still thy deafening dreadful thunders, gently quench thy nibble sulfurous flashes. Oh, how like horror does my queen, thou stormest venomously, wilt thou spit all thyself? The seaman's whistle is as a whisper in the ears of death unheard. Like Corrida, Lucina, O divinest patroness and midwife gentle to those that cry by night, convey thy deity aboard our dancing boat. Make swift the pangs of my queen's travails. Now, like Corrida. Here is a thing too young for such a place, who if it had conceit would die as I am like to do. Take in your arms this piece of your dead queen. How? How, my corridor? Patience, good sir. Do not assist the storm. Here's all that is left living of your queen. A little daughter. For the sake of it, be manly and take comfort. Coming out Wednesday, August 25th, Seminar, Episode 100! Oh, you have that big presentation today, too, right? Sure do. I bet you're nervous about that, too, huh? Oh, I hadn't thought about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're nervous. I'll never understand how people can get so worked up and anxious over the littlest stuff. Oh, have you tried meditation? I have. Hmm. You're clearly not doing it right if you're still anxious, then. (laughs) Widespread power outages in your area. Rerouting. Again? You are now on the fastest route. I wonder if power's out at work. Guess they'll be on the backup generator if they are. They have a backup generator? Yep. How do you know that? Just like to look into stuff, you know, just to be prepared. What in the world? What? You didn't hear that explosion. Explosion? (laughs) I mean, guess not. Maybe a transformer or something to do with the outages. I guess. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! (laughs) Okay, that's all we got. 
We're done. That's the end. Yep. Of the show. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that one out I and know add you it are. to the trail that's going now at the end of every episode. It's There's some no. <laughs> it's great. If you haven't listened all the way to the end of every episode, you should because it's real There's funny. A little surprise. A little surprise there. It's me. Oops, I spoiled it. <laughs> well, now it's not a surprise. Thanks. <laughs> Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter at PendantWeb. You can find us on Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. You can look at Pendant Productions on YouTube. And if you stop by the website, there's a link to our Discord. Please drop by and say hello. Say hey, hey. So many of the things are there will be like, hey, a new show's up. Hey, a new show's up. Hey, a new show's up. So you should come in and talk so there's more things to talk. I mean, there are other things to talk about, but a lot of times, you know, people get busy and they're quiet and it's just a lot of me saying, hey, we have new shows. So. Yeah, we need different conversations. In between all of that, come talk with us. Words that come from you would be ideal. <laughs> we'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Telly Bridges. Thanks for listening. What? I have nothing to say for the whispering part. No, me neither. Too tired. Good night. Let's just go see how long you were going to go. <laughs> and also, right? it's making me a better person. Is it? No, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> that tracks. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show.